you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Bidiki ako se napravi greška, tak je bide kobna. Nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to, to remain more sexypil lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izinite gregi. Kastriot Recepi, formerly of the ethnic Albanian minority party BESA, but since kicked out, resurfaced on Monday, November 15, after having disappeared the previous week right before a critical vote on Thursday, November 11, Armistice Day, that could have brought down Zoran Zaev and his regime. This led many to believe that Recepi was kidnapped, that he was being held by rival party Dewey, led by Ali Ahmeti, and was subject to various types of threats and attacks to avoid voting to bring down the Zayev government. But no, he eventually said he thought about it, talked to the, quote, international partners in the EU and US, unquote, and decided it was best for Macedonia to have a, quote, stable government, unquote, for the time being, or at least until December 14, when Recepi was allegedly told that Macedonia would, quote, join the EU, unquote, on that day. Duh! In the meantime, it is Zoran Zayev who has now gone missing from... And a photo from last Thursday's failed vote shows him sitting in Parliament, looking very pensive and very much like a true captive. While apparent surfer boy Artan Gruby flashes a big smile and some sort of gang sign, knowing that DUI, at least, can continue raping Macedonia for a little while longer. We'll discuss all of this and nothing else. Well, maybe the Bulgarian elections, too, on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Svetin Shalimanov from an undisclosed location in the vicinity of Skopje, <laughs> Macedonia. Are you going to put out a Facebook post or a, yeah. a video with a blank screen behind <laughs> yeah. you and uh, say that all is well? And, yeah, holding a tablet oh with, uh, with a daily updated version of Drudge Report so they can see that I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, yeah, there you go. Wow, oh, this is just... This is, okay, this is episode 127 of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. We're recording this on Wednesday, let me get this right, November 17, mm -hmm. last week I got it wrong. Uh, and again, <clears throat> those, those critical, that critical timeline, last Thursday, Armistice Day, November 11, was the vote that Vumero and their new quote-unquote quote partners, I guess, thought they had the votes to bring down the government. They had a no-confidence uh, no vote. Mm -hmm. Uh, a vote of no confidence in the in the government, but Recepi, this formerly of the Bessa party, um, decided to uh, go walkabout and uh, went missing, and uh, leading to all these speculations that he was kidnapped. And so they didn't have the votes. The Zayev government did not fall, but <clears throat> it looks pretty bad for the Zayev government, yeah. for the Zayev regime right now. So. Yeah. Uh, and as I understand, as we record this on the 17th, uh, Zayev is still missing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we kept accusing him of being the kidnapper in this case, that he practically kidnapped a member of parliament to bring the opposition from the 61 votes they needed <clears throat> down to 60, which mm -hmm. is not sufficient. So we kept accusing him of being a kidnapper, and now the poor bastard hasn't been seen since Thursday <laughs> evening. <laughs> Oh, now, he has put out a few Facebook posts and, yeah. and things of that nature. Somebody has put out Facebook posts. <clears throat> Somebody has, that's right. Yeah, who runs his media, his social media account? Uh, it's probably not him. Uh, he's uh, down to a few loyalists. They not even, uh, they're not even sending out their 
best and brightest to give statements. It's just like uh, a former jur- two former journalists who are very low on the totem pole, on the pecking order in SDSM PR machine. They're giving statements. And, you know, you don't even see other uh, dignitaries of the party coming out. It's a complete, uh, you know, bunker mentality. Right. Uh, although we did see um, uh, the defense minister, Radmila yeah, Shikarinska, she's out of uh, photo ops with NATO. So She's out and about, yeah. <laughs> she's out and about. She is... Uh, is, is she the, um, the, uh, the heir apparent, at least from the international side, to... Um, to all of us? I mean, she was the first to, to flee the party, to retire. So we thought right. that she's on her way out and she's leaving it all to Zaev. And Zaev was just mm-hmm. re-elected party leader like, uh, I don't know, half a year ago. And this was the right. Congress when he removed Shekerinska. And it was a victorious Congress. He, quote unquote, won the 2020 elections, even though it was like a completely uh, narrowly fought affair with Tim and Vumero. And he kicked out Shekerinska, so he looked like a complete winner of the situation. And now everything is turned upside down. Uh, the U.S. ambassador is meeting with Shekerinska frequently. They're posting <laughs> photographs, so she's apparently announcing Shekerinska. But when and if Zayev goes, I think there's going to be a real fight between her and uh, half a dozen other people to to replace him. Well, not not not. Not if, but when is, is correct. Yeah. yeah. So he'll <clears throat> he'll go at some point. It's probably soon. So you've got Muskowski is calling for early elections. Others are as well. Yeah. Um, Zive is missing, uh, <laughs> putting out you know statements here and there. Um, and and uh, of course now going back to Rajepi. So so he came before Parliament on Monday. The uh, what was that? The fifteenth. Uh yeah, I guess. Uh... Yeah. So Mitskovsky announced he has the votes, uh, what was it, on uh, Saturday, I think, before the uh, vote was on Thursday, the 11th. So the the weekend before, Mitskovsky had this, uh, you know, politically, you know, uh, earthquake, a political earthquake uh, was, was caused mm-hmm. by a photograph of uh, Mitskovsky together with Levitsa, uh, with the Alliance of Albanians, several representatives. Uh, a BESA representative, and uh, that was it, you know, 61 votes. Uh, Before that, the opposition had uh, uh, 58, but, you know, Levitsa has two votes, the Alliance of Albanians has like, I don't know, 12, 15, something like that. Uh, So uh, they were, it was a disparate group of parties, and uh, they were still three votes short, and this is exactly what was provided to them by Besa. Besa left the coalition. Uh, they were with Zaev. They even had a, a joint list with SDSM in the 2020 elections. And they helped SDSM uh, nominally win the elections by a few dozens uh, of thousands of votes against Vemero and by several seats. And uh, they said, but then they had bruising fights with the main Albanian partner, Zaev, has Dewey Party. They fought for the mayoral, uh, for the city hall of Titovo. There was another village where they fought, and they felt that the courts are trying to screw them over in favor of Dewey. So they used this as a, you know, 
uh, the initial uh, the detonator to say we are leaving the coalition and suddenly Mitskovsky had 61 votes and he had them at the same table all together fellowship of the ring style we are here we're bringing <laughs> the government down right but you know again i mean most of these guys were with Zaev in the past albanians are very loyal to the u.s uh, embassy they are corruptible macedonian members of parliament are also also corruptible so mm. it was not like we didn't have the sense that you can trust them 100 percent but we thought that we can trust their in sense of self-interest because Dewey has been accumulating power since uh, 2002 and uh, it was uninterrupted in government since 2008. And these are half a dozen government departments. These are dozens of public offices, like institutions. These are thousands of jobs which you can uh, meet management, you know, uh, maybe tens of thousands of jobs in total. Many of them are no-show jobs, so you can really fire their people easily because they haven't been going to work. This is a peculiar feature of Dewey uh, in government. So the Albanian party said, okay, we bring down Dewey. Mitskovsky brings down Zaev. There is no hope of joining the EU anyway. You know, it's all a lost cause. We're really, there is no more faith in Zaev's uh, promise that he will deliver on EU accession through concessions to our neighbors. So why not? Let's, let's finish him. He said he's going to resign, but you can't trust Zaev at all in this <laughs> regard. He announced that he's postponing his resignation. And then the opposition parties just said, okay, we're going to give it a shot, even though, you know, we all had a uh, fishy feeling about this. But then there are mm -hmm. other small parties which are with Zaev, like the Liberal Democratic Party, the Dom Party, the Democratic Alliance. There is like half a dozen ethnic parties who have seats in parliament. So they all could at some point abandon Zaev. So even if Vemuro loses some of the Albanian voters, you know, there was a chance that somebody else jumps to their aid, makes a, cuts a deal. So I was feeling pretty good. And people, Apasiev was announcing we had, we have 64 votes, like three other people have joined our cause, etc. But in the end, it, uh, it completely failed with this apparent kidnapping of a member of parliament. Right. So, so right now, so, um, Rezepi was kicked out of Bessa yep. uh, by the party, but he's still a member of parliament, correct? Yeah, he's a free agent now. Okay. Free agent? Oh, yeah. I'm using the sports term here. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so, so the government effectively has, right now, 60 votes. Mm -hmm. and or 59. He still 60. hasn't said yeah. he's joining them. Okay, so fifty. Well, fifty-nine. Even if it was sixty, sixty is still not a majority. Yeah. Uh, so it's effectively it's a, a hung parliament. It can't do anything. Can't vote on anything. Can't even convene yep. because you need sixty-one seats. And I know you that uh, the finance minister or the economy minister was saying we've got a budget we got to pass. Uh, now then there's then there's alternative the uh, the um, uh, the other ethnic Albanian party uh, that is being invited, I guess, to join the government. Yeah. Um, and they've got uh, what four or five seats, I think. Uh, four. Four they seats. Would, okay. They yeah, would so. replace Besa, take their Department of Agriculture, which Besa held, but also probably they would ask for more because Zaev is in desperate situation. They can, they can ask for right. whatever. 
they can ask for whatever they want. Yeah, they're like Joe Manchin in the U.S. Senate. So, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> and and they're going to make a decision. I guess they've got a party meeting, a party leaders meeting next week to kind mm-hmm. of talk about that. So, in the meantime, again, today is Wednesday, November seventeenth. This may drop today, may drop tomorrow, uh, but. There's, you know, five, six, seven days between now and, and when they will actually meet and make a decision. In the meantime, nothing's going to happen in Parliament, or at least nothing can happen because you can't even convene the Parliament. <clears throat> um, we should also uh, talk a little bit about this in relation to Bulgaria. So Bulgaria just had elections for the third time this year mm. on uh, Sunday for Parliament as well as for President. And uh, so they they they've they've tried to have elections twice this year. They had well, they had elections. Uh, they just couldn't form a government, so they've had caretaker governments. And of course, Bulgaria is the one holding up um, Macedonia's the 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 start of talks for Macedonia as well as Albania uh, with the European Union. <clears throat> um, but they had elections. It looks like this new party. We continue the change. I think is the name. Uh, yeah, Prodolzavame uh, Prominita, something like that. Yeah, so two guys, I think Harvard educated, uh, I guess they were dual American Bulgarian citizens. They obviously to run a government, they have to give up their American citizenship. Um, but it looks like they came in ahead with 26% roughly. They came in ahead of uh, Gerb, which is uh, mm-hmm. Boyko Borisov, the longtime thug, sorry, prime minister of um, Bulgaria. Uh, he came in, I think his party came in with like 23%, and then all the other parties came in. So, bottom line though, and, and, uh, Ruman Radev, the uh, president, didn't quite make the 50% threshold, so they've got to have a runoff this Sunday for, for that. But he's basically assured, uh, you know, uh, another term's president. Yeah. Even so, <clears throat> these parties all have to, you know, figure out, you know, if they can form a government. I, I'm assuming they can in, in one form or another. Uh and then you've got the, the, the deadline that I mentioned in the monologue of December 14, when um, is the next opportunity for uh, the European Union to agree to begin talks for EU accession for Macedonia and, of course, Albania. But that means that Bulgaria has to lift its quote-unquote veto before then. Uh, and again, this is the 17th. That's less than a month away. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it's possible. Although Bujarosmani, the foreign minister of Macedonia, keeps running around saying, "Oh yes, of course it's possible," but they've been mm. saying that for what 185 years. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just it 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 ain't gonna happen. Plus, Bulgaria has a list of demands which are still on the table, I believe, for Macedonia to agree to, all having to do with Macedonia's name and identity, and history. Well, partly with the name, but mostly with the identity and the history uh, and the language. And Zayev has to agree to those things, but Zayev doesn't actually have a government right now. So it's oh. it's a it's 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 a hot mess. Yeah, maybe that's the title yeah. of this podcast. Yeah. It's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what what what's the scuttlebutt there on all that vis-a-vis Bulgaria? I mean, they elected. Uh, this is a classical move by social democratic parties in Europe. They especially in the Balkans. In Slovenia, it's typical. They they become loaded by the, their own people, so they form a new party and uh, win elections under the same... You know, the same people win elections under a new nominal leader, in this case, Radev, who is a social democrat, appointed several like technocratic members of government. They 
quickly became kind of like popular, uh, looking interesting in television. They supplanted the other protest parties, one of which won one of the previous three elections they held, or what previous two elections they held this year. So now they concentrated the protest vote, but it's now more of a partisan affair with the Social Democrats than, uh, than before. Uh, so they will probably have majority with the help of the other protest parties, and they would be more moderate toward Macedonia. If, if Zaev makes some grand gesture, like accept something uh, these coming days, technically they could even run it through the technical government, which is also appointed by the president. So the current government they have placeholder, they're appointed by the president. The new guys which are coming used to be part of this, so they're close to the president. Uh, so they could have uh, the technical government do this and uh, say, you know, uh, escape political penalty in the public. They could do it themselves, uh, but Zayaf will have to do something. But we mm. go back to this fact that, you know, the evening of the vote of no confidence after SDSM and Dewey dragged out the proceeding in Parliament all day and everybody was looking for this member of Parliament. So we first get a Facebook post, then a Facebook video from him, that, so we know he's still alive, etc. Um, and then around 10 in the evening, Vimera said, OK, called it quits. They left home. They realized that no other member of Parliament from the government is joining them. They were not allowed to enter the building. So Zaev practically kept his own members of parliament away from the building or locked within the building, but not allowed to enter the hall. This was another striking feature. It really looked like uh, uh, occupation of the parliament. So when Vimero eventually left, Zaev shows up, surrounded by the Dewey members of, members of government and two of his own people, but about five Dewey people around him, uh, pale as a ghost, you know, uh, sitting there quietly, doesn't say a word with a mask on his face, while Talat Jaferi discusses, you know, the, that goes through the procedural motions, like uh, in Albanian. So Zaev is with his headset sitting there, and uh, the entire country, even people who like him, who support him, their media outlets, they said this does not look good, this does not sit right. Uh, Radio Free Europe said uh, a prime minister who looked very sad. Uh, instead of, you know, being boisterous, you know, I defeated Vemera, where are your votes, you know, you don't have the votes, uh, something like that. He was, uh, it was scary to look at him. Uh, or hilarious, I mean, we, we have been predicting yeah. his comeuppance for a very long time and now it has come up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was very interesting. Uh, only the two members of parliament were giving, or his deputy prime minister gave a triumphant statement afterwards. Uh, but, you know, remember, Zaev tried to resign after lo losing the local elections on the 31st. He looked almost relieved when he was announcing his resignation. Then uh, it's more like Dewey is defeating the vote of no confidence than Zaev is actively defeating it. Uh, Dewey said we are not accepting his resignation. So they are pushing him to remain. He wants to go. And uh, all, what, all of this, what I'm saying, boils down to an impression that uh, 
there is something really horrendous that Zaaf will be asked to sign, approve, move forward in Parliament in the coming days, and he does not want to do it. He does not look like he wants to sign a treaty with Bulgaria. He lost half of his, his party over this after the re rebellion which started in SDSM, <clears throat> precisely when Zaev a year ago began accepting all Bulgarian demands. So he's losing the party, he's losing uh, his own position, but he's still being ordered by somebody to just do this one more thing and then we'll let you go. And he doesn't look like he wants to do it and and he's been missing for six days now. So it's it's a really interesting situation. Wow, it is, it is, it is. Um, and, uh, and nobody can really predict where this is going to go. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't, again, you don't even have the votes for a, for a, uh, to open a session of parliament. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no government. Um, Bulgaria, and, and the other thing I want to mention about Bulgaria as they try to form a government, even if they form a government in the next two weeks, the interest of the new government is still mostly internal issues. Yep. I think Macedonia is down on the list. They've, they've got a whole lot of problems in Bulgaria. Uh, the economy, COVID, uh, and so many other things. Uh, that They've got to deal with those first. I mean, this is, yep. Macedonia is down the list. I mean, we've been asking for a deal that will be implemented in the future. So let's begin the talks and then we implement it over the next years. So they might accept something like this. I mean, who knows? If Zaev makes a grand gesture, accepts several of their major positions outright, and then is allowed to resign, they might be persuaded to accept. I don't know. But again, I think some of those, it's, it's worth repeating some of their demands, I, and I don't have them in front of me. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe we can cobble them together here. One is basically an agreement that the, that the Macedonian history before 1944, I think, is essentially mm -hmm. Bulgarian history. Uh, the Macedonian language was, uh, is a dialect of Bulgarian, yeah. but before 1944 it was essentially Bulgarian. Those are the two yeah. main ones, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, all that translates over into changing the Oh, the so-called hate speech. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we're not allowed to. Uh, they, they, got, they get very offended, and they get very sad, too, Sven, uh, <laughs> over the fact that, that, that we call them uh, the Bulgarian fascist occupiers of Macedonia uh, during World War II, uh, deporting 7,000 Jews or more to their deaths, uh, Macedonian Jews, uh, and things of that nature. So they get very angry, upset, and sad over the so-called hate speech. Yeah. Um, Zayev said he will stop, uh, he will erase every mention of a Bulgarian fascist occupier, which was a commonly used phrase, especially by his own uh, people, by his own party. And another yes. demand is that uh, a more recent demand, which has been gaining prominence, that we amend the constitution and include the Bulgarian community in the list of... So now this used to be like, we used to have... Uh, like minority groups in the parliament right. mentioned in the constitution, then they became named uh, the portions of the nations of Albanians, Serbs who live within Macedonia. So they were elevated to a okay, you are a nation in your own country, and here a portion of that nation lives here, which is an open call for irredentism from everybody. Now that's a sure. very dangerous formulation. Now, but it still, you know, kind of like denotes that they are a minority. 
So the Bulgarians, they're not willing to give up on the position that we all Macedonians are Bulgarians. So some of them are concerned about this option to have the Bulgarian community named separately in the constitution. And there is only like several hundred people who would register as Albanians in the sense, as Bulgarians in the census. So it's going to be a very small on paper community, even though Bulgaria has issued over 100,000 passports to Macedonians who promptly used them to flee to Germany. So they're debating, do we want to press on until the Macedonians redefine the term Macedonian to mean a former, now recently deracinated Bulgarian? Or do we want a separate designation Bulgarians in the constitution? And they have been moving toward this second option. So Zaev can't give them this. It, it will require 81 votes. Vemera said they will not support this. Uh, unless Bulgaria also accepts that there are Macedonians in Bulgaria and adds them to their own constitution, which is, you know, <laughs> uh, going to cause, uh, you know, meltdown in uh, in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So uh, he can't give them much before the by the, by mid December, Zaev. But he, I don't know, he may may make some crazily grand gesture and then try to flee the country. I don't know. Where's he going to go? That's also interesting. Well, maybe Bulgaria or Greece, to the American ambassador in Greece, who would give him protection. Yeah, he's uh, not going or, uh, Yeah, <laughs> Switzerland has also been mentioned, or possibly even Latin America. I think he should go to Latin America. Yeah. That's, that's Banana Republic. Stuff. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, uh, Nicaragua, actually. I think yeah. Danny Ortega just uh, got a... Uh, uh, you know, his uh, 18th term as president or something like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he should go to Nicaragua. So um, He can go to Argentina. He was recently recorded. There was a tape of him uh, ordering uh, a steak in the restaurant, uh, asking for it to be w- well done with the, the champion sauce. And he meant mushroom sauce, the champignon sauce, you know. <laughs> so he would be uh, a very, he would fit in Argentina very well. Oh, well done? No, medium rare. That's the only yeah. way to eat steak. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well, crap. Uh, of course, on top of this, uh, I was just reading an article by uh, uh, our old friend uh, Nikos Kotsias, the former uh, foreign mm. minister of uh, the former Ottoman province of Greece. Um, and uh, the, the foreign minister who was, he was foreign minister when, and. Um, uh, Zoran Zayev signed the so-called Prespa Agreement. Um, so he had an article in Katamarini over the weekend uh, you know, about basically warning that if uh, Vomero gets back into power, then, um, you know, all hell is going to break loose. So I, yeah. I, I love it that he, uh, he, he says, um, use of the illegal name, quote, Republic of Macedonia, unquote, by eight newly mm. elected mayors should not be underestimated. So... It's illegal to say Republic of Macedonia, mm. according to Nikos Kotsias, so uh, a champion of free speech, I see. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's... Was, that, yeah. This was done by SDSM, you know, when they lost the election. Uh, they be, uh, some of them, those who want to survive in government, which no, I don't think Zav uh, counts among them anymore, but those who wanted to survive... So practically they staged a walkout in Shtip when, you know, nobody uses, obviously, North Macedonia, when the Vimera and the other 
members of the council, which are in the majority, DRS and all other, most other municipalities, they said just Republic of Macedonia. So is there some, they endangered themselves in a pretty patriotic city to stage a walkout, just to send a message to the US ambassador, listen, if these guys, if you allow them to form a government, you know, they're going to undermine PRISPA, so, uh, you know, this treaty is out the window. So they put themselves in danger in their own hometown just to try to protect Zayef and uh, insist that, you know, we will be the, the loyal, the obedient, uh, you know, servants of uh, the U.S. embassy here. Just keep us in place somehow, sabotage this vote of no confidence. Don't let Mitskovsky form a government. Uh, please, please, please. So this was their, their position. Zayef is no longer pushing it. He started this. His, some of his media outlets are saying, okay, this is a pro-Russian parties are going to grab power. <laughs> Hungarian parties, uh, you know, they were accusing Danilo of being a Bul- Bulgarian, you know, the yes. candidate, the, the now mayor of Skopje. So they tried all of this, see what sticks. But the, the, it boils down to we will be obedient, we will do what we are told, while these guys, they will try to reassert sovereignty in Macedonia and you can't let them form a government again. I mean, this might be the position of the Bulgarian government. They say, okay, we have to protect Zayev. Listen, uh, uh, he's a fellow social democrat, and uh, he would do our bidding, so we will let them open accession talks to protect him. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's I think, you know, once, once this hot mess of what's going on with the Macedonian government, uh, Zayev regime, opposition takes control, whatever, all that stuff. Once all that's figured out, uh, then I, I mean, this is, this is always going to bubble under the surface until it rises to the surface. And that is the issue of once Vumaro is back in power and at some point they will be back in power. That's just, I think, Mm. a fact. Uh, then the whole issue of the Greeks screaming, uh, and of course the American State Department, the American Embassy, the European yeah. Union, the NATO, the NATO, sorry, NATO, uh, etc., all screaming about the illegal name Republic of Macedonia is going to come right, rushing back uh, to uh, in, in front of our faces. And so I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm working on a, a new um, a new kind of a, a larger paper, I guess, a white mm-hmm. paper on this whole issue of I call it reclaiming what is rightly yours. Um, and of course, you know, we are of the position that Macedonia, as a sovereign nation state, has every right to uh, reclaim, uh, to do what it thinks is in its best interests, uh, and and that is, in this case, to reclaim the name legally on, on all fronts of, of Macedonia. So, um, hmm. so anyway, we'll um, we'll just keep uh, <laughs> watching that, monitoring that, and, and uh, I'll, I gotta I gotta finish this thing up and get it out there. So. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll be it'll be one of these you know four or five six thousand word articles so it'll be a hefty piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this uh, f- obviously these past few days you could have been issuing papers and doing a daily podcast. It was so so crazy. Now we just rushed through the main events, but you know, bottom line, we had a repeat of what was happening in the parliament when the name change was made, like when uh, Zayev was literally arresting members of parliament, uh, charging them with terrorism, charging their children, 
uh, friends with uh, all sorts of charges just to force them to vote for the name change. And uh, we had a, a repeat of this situation in a slightly smaller scale, but after a clearly expressed, you know, people's will that Zayev needs to go, that he failed in his one main, most important issue, which was to, that by making concessions to our neighbors, the country will uh, open, will join the EU, open, uh, join NATO, of course, but nobody really cares about that, but join the EU, get some funding, get, uh, you know, rights to travel and uh, work in the EU, and uh, this failed. He was humiliated by France, by the... Uh, by Bulgaria, by by the Dutch who intervened ahead of this vote. So we had this very strange visit by um, the Dutch Prime Minister, Mark Rutte, right. while Zaev was practically awaiting the vote of no confidence the day before this. Uh, and uh, he kind of like lamely said, we support you to join the EU. Before that, we blocked countries like you, but now we kind of like support you. But then, you know, we realized a little later that uh, this RGP guy, so, okay, he was obviously pressured, he was obviously threatened. Mm. He had a, a curious bruise on his neck when mm. he eventually appeared in person. Uh, but he also, turns out, uh, he, was been, he has been working for the Dutch embassy for 12 years, mm. uh, together with Artan Grubizavs, deputy prime minister. Uh, and, you know, this is why... The wiz- and, and, you know, considering how openly the Dutch ambassadors were involved in Macedonian political affairs, since Simone Filippini up to Voter Plomp, their ambassadors have been among the loudest in bringing down Vimera and uh, electing Zaev. Uh, Rutte is an outspoken enemy of uh, Orban and Orbanite mm-hmm. politics in Europe. Mm-hmm. So uh, this definitely played a role. Uh, in another, so he was also probably reeled in from another corner because he's actually part of, you know, Besa is this like political Islam party. It's an Erdoganist party, the party he belonged in. Uh, you know, ironically named Besa, which in Albanian means the word, but also you can trust us. You know, when I give you my Besa, my word, you can trust me. And they've been, you know, switching sides and uh, <laughs> etc. Uh, and uh, but he's like a Islamist member of parliament. We don't have like super Islamist member of par- members of parliament, but he gets there to some point, to some degree. And uh, he's apparently uh, he had a TV appearance uh, after the first round of the election. He was running for mayor of Chair in Skopje and failed badly. Um, he had a TV appearance with Sasha Danovsky. Uh, a loyalist of Zaev, a journalist who is very loyal to Zaev, and who's very close with another Islamist, and Zaev's uh, very close friend and uh, the leader of the Albanian wing in SDSM, Muhammad Zakiri. So he was probably approached by both the Islamist wing in SDSM and in Dui. There is a wing in Dui which is Islamist, and also by this Dutch intelligence uh, influence operation. So. And, and I guess they had a few others to spare. There was another member of parliament from the alternative party who was giving, who was saying, well, I'm not sure if I'll, I'll vote. I don't like being in the same company with Levitsa. You know, they are anti-NATO, anti-US. 
So you know, they, if if it wasn't for this guy, they might there might have been some someone else. Uh, maybe who would have stayed until the vote and then voted against and then tried to flee the the room. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. A lot of well, influences. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Yeah. So progressive uh, leftists making common cause with an Islamist, with uh, the Dutch government, liberal government of the Netherlands. It's a very curious coalition we have here. So what it is is it's it, what you're saying is that Macedonia doesn't really have a parliament; it has a marketplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of where horse trading occurs. I mean, and 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 that is, uh, you know, in a in a way, uh, all all uh, parliaments, or in our case, the U.S. Congress, uh, there's a lot of horse trading that goes on there. We see that, you know, right now with uh, what Joe Biden is trying to do, uh, but. Mm. Um, But yeah, to, and then actually I got I want to mention, I, I saw something with uh, Mindu Thachi, uh, whose name we haven't yeah. brought up in this podcast in a long time, leader of um, DPA, uh, used to be the largest party, uh, ethnic mm. Albanian minority party uh, in Macedonia many, many years yeah. ago. Uh, Arben Jaferi was the leader, but when he died, uh, the party died essentially, and, and Mindu Thachi mm. is trying to be relevant, trying to give validation to his life. Uh, which he won't be able to do um, by talking about uh, something you mentioned earlier, uh, how uh, uh, basically uh, Russia's involved in all this. And, and, I, mm. and I do see that more and more, not just from um, members of parliament and others in Macedonia, but you know the think tanks and some media folks, etc., et outside of Macedonia, all talking about Russia, 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 and how... Vomero is is pro-Russian. I think um, I've got to follow up on that idiot at uh, American Enterprise Institute, uh, Lana Stradner, I think, mm -hmm. who, who tweeted out uh, about two weeks ago that uh, that Vomero is a pro-Russian party, which of course is nothing yeah. to be further from the truth. Uh, it was the uh, first party uh, back in '91 or two to call for uh, Macedonia's membership in NATO and the EU. So to some, formerly the League of Communists of Macedonia. Um, said, yes, we should, but yeah. after Vomero did. So uh, there's absolutely, I mean, it's just false. It's a bloody lie. Uh, but it's being repeated more and more, I see, by people both inside and outside of Macedonia. And they're, they're trying to spin it. I get that. Uh, this is politics. It's a rough game. Uh, that's the way it works. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and then and all, and subsequently also painting Citizen and Zoran Zayev as the pro-Western, pro-EU, pro-NATO party. And that's just the way the, the game's played, so. Yeah, I used to love going to the AEI in, uh, in DC, but uh, huge, huge disappointment. Well, with some of the, and she's a visiting fellow. She's, she's a Serbian, uh, so there's, there's obviously something at work there. Uh, I think the majority of people at AEI are still good people, and I like to listen and, and listen to some, a lot of them that are, do podcasts and, and read their works and, and whatnot, so I think she's just a, a fluke. Uh, Ways. But anyway, she was just the example that came to mind. But there's there's plenty of them yeah. there. I mean, uh, DPA touch is a lost opportunity for Vimera to uh, create a proper conservative uh, post-national. I mean, not post-national, but not so single-mindedly devoted to national politics like Dewey is. 
an Albanian party that you know you wouldn't be ashamed to have in the coalition. And uh, even though you know Mendo is a tag like mm. uh, Ahmeti, but obviously you need to be attacked to some level to uh, if you're dealing with Ahmeti there. So Vimera missed an opportunity to elevate them as a coalition partner in 2008 when they had a chance to replace Dui. Uh, now it's a second opportunity with the Alliance of Albanians and Besa, who seems serious about uh, replacing Dui. They will lose votes. They lost on aggregate to Dui. They do not represent the majority of ethnic Albanians. But if we form a pre-election coalition, Vimero and uh, the Alliance of Albanians uh, and Besa, you wouldn't you wouldn't know which party won the most Albanian votes. Uh, and this coalition would likely beat SDSM Dui if they hang together. So, uh, and besides, there is a precedent which Dui made that we no longer have to have the majority winner of the ethnic Albanians in coalition because Dui decided to go with the loser among mm. ethnic Macedonians in 2016 and 2020. So, you know, up there. Um, so there is a chance to try to, you know, repeat this, to correct this mistake from the past. Otherwise, you know, we would fall back on having like Vimero and Dui in a coalition pretty soon. And uh, that's really going to be a depressing uh, development. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've kind of covered everything up to mm. now. Um, events are, are moving well they were moving rather quickly and then all of a sudden kind of hit a, a brick wall and yeah it seemed like nothing's happening and but as we mentioned some of those dates and, and uh, alternative making a decision next week etc i guess we'll we'll know something by next week but in the meantime mm. I, I do think you need to send out um, um folks to try and find zoran zaya wherever you might be. yeah yeah <laughs> 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 An APB on that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Amber yeah. alert. So. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, All he right. really hit it coming. That's the yeah. poetic justice here. Yes. We have a saying, uh, you know, the, a guy who tried to dance the oro. Uh, he paid money to be allowed to dance with the other villagers, and then he had to pay money to be allowed to let go. It's uh, <laughs> it means like you want to be in some company, you think it's going to be profitable, etc. Yeah. And then when you realize what you've gotten yourself into, you desperately want to get out of the aura, which is this dance where everybody's holding hands in a circle. So you want to leave the circle, but <laughs> now he's, it's going to be really difficult for him to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he brought it upon himself. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a good, uh, a good uh, uh, chat and and uh, looking at events, and we'll uh, we'll circle back soon and. As things develop. Yeah, watch this space. Yeah, right. Good talking <laughs> to you, Sven. You too, buddy. Take care.